It was yes. such a fun logo. It draws it's in. Spilling ink has a great logo. <laughs> yes. I mean, the, the ink splatter that's been there for the, you know, from the beginning, but the cat butt really. Yep. Yes, that's a conversation butt. starter. Yeah. Butt. That's a great way to start a live video, talking about a cat butt. <laughs> I I do have one of the old one old spilling ink well with the ink spill on it, but I don't have it up here in Maine. That's at home. I'll have to <laughs> pull it out for another show. Definitely. Yeah, I don't know if it will fit. <laughs> Is that because you've lost weight? No, because I bought it. I I thought I bought it big enough, but those ran small. Yeah, those are always the problem when you when you do like the merch store stuff. It's yeah. you never can guess until you've really tried it whether the sizing is going to be right. Right. And this <sighs> one, I love this one, so I might get one like this from the other stuff. So okay, okay. I'll do that. All right. But, well, welcome everyone to another episode of Spilling Ink. We are the talk show that takes you behind the book to meet the authors and professionals in the publishing industry. And we've got a returning guest, one of our fan favorites. Hey, how are we doing, Derek? Hey, I don't know about professional, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're now, happy to have you back. We always good love to it be when back. you join us. Good to be back. I even, uh, I was asked to do a little something, something. So I wrote up a little something something so i'm gonna sing a little something something Ooh. yay all right <clears throat> these books aren't they neat with dino rift your collection's complete it has time travel dinosaurs and wise cracking teenagers i had to make a rhyme and now it's time to chat with some friends on a show about books where the fun never ends with Katie Salidas and Jane. What rhymes with Taylor? <laughs> Let's get to the show, talk writing and prose, and poke some fun at our good friend Joe. Love you, Joe Compton. It's time to be with these authors and me. On spilling ink. That was good. That was good. You never disappoint. <laughs> I was hoping I could put Joe in there. I was. I was like, they still do go indie now, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. We got awesome. Rebecca in there. We got Julia. We got Anita. Hello, Julia. Guys. All of our friends. Julia yeah. was the first person to pimp my book on TikTok. Oh, nice. oh, one, one of the first people. Yeah. Okay, I got to talk to you about book talk because yours are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I just have fun with it. It's like throwing spaghetti at a wall. See what sticks. <laughs> but it's really creative, and and I know book talk has taken off like quite a bit. It's become really influential. And when you go in there, you can waste so many hours on TikTok just watching it's all It's true. Of them. You can just keep scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. <laughs> but, you know, I, I find that Book Talk is full of all the trending books. Um, so really trying to get yourself out there is is interesting. I, I come at it from the cheeky perspective where I'll go on and be like, I'll look at their TBR list posts that they have and be like, ah, you know what? You're just, you're missing a book that has dinosaurs, time travel and young adult teen, like sweet teen romance. And some respond and they're like, Hey, that sounds pretty good. Other people just don't respond because they're <laughs> trying to plug their own stuff, whatever. But it, it, it's fun when you get someone that has a good sense of humor. So 
We're gonna have to pull up one of your TikToks here, I think, and put it on the screen. <laughs> the one that got the most views that I'm surprised by is the one where I was making my breakfast. And by the time I pull the sandwich up to my mouth, my book is between the two pieces of bread. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna try and find one of these while we're talking. But <laughs> while I'm doing that, I want you to tell us about your brand new book and, and how you came to write about dinosaurs shifting from the superheroes that you were writing before. The end of the Ultimate Agent series, I inserted a little bit of time travel into that and what i could do with that i was going you know what there's there's so many things i could do with this and i ever since i read jurassic park when i was younger uh, i read almost the entire dinotopia series when i was a kid which both of those were big influences for me then dino rift came into the ideas and i was thinking okay dinosaurs have been done time travel has been done so how do I take it and turn it on its head? I was thinking, what if everything we've been told by, about dinosaurs by archaeologists and paleontologists was wrong? And what if man had access to that information via time rifts? Because of Michael Crichton, and he's always asking the ethical questions, I kind of went into a deep dive on, yeah, what would humans do? At the way society is today, would they take dinosaurs through the rift and then sell it on the black market for either a pet or for food? We probably would. Mm -hmm. And then what happens if a couple of teenagers just kind of stumble across Soracor, as the, the company's called, and realize that they're actually up to no good? Mm -hmm. And then they get thrown through the time rift and have to find their way back home. Oh, wow. That's so cool. it, it, the way it came to me and I'm, I'm a total pantser when it comes to writing, like plot, what is that? But <laughs> <laughs> that's me. Yeah. What is a plot? I want to surprise I myself. Write the beginning or the end and then go from there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I always knew little points I wanted to get to, but the in-between I'd rather just surprise myself. Cause if I can surprise myself, hopefully it surprises the reader. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, Dino Rift was so much fun to write. I loved writing the banter. Even my mom who read the book, she said, you know, it's funny. Reading this book, just in the, the banter between Cameron and Vivian, it, it it's almost like I'm reading a conversation between me, she said, you and Alicia, my wife. Because she's kind of the sarcastic, but still like voice of reason. I'm just Mr. Silly all the time. Like, you know, TV show references, whatever. <laughs> Mm -hmm. which I do have the pop culture references in the book, which were a ton of fun. Uh, Cause as people are reading them, they would message me and go, dude, you put something about firefly in this. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, well, it's one of my favorite shows. I have to. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh. Seven drop. Thank oh. you, Julia's daughter. <laughs> oh man. I love That's that. Awesome. Taking, taking creativity to a new level. And just yeah. exploring the what ifs. I love that. Yeah. Kind of like the Marvel what if. Yeah. 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 Now, so, and you're, oh, go, go ahead, Jane. I was going to say, so one of, one of my big time travel, actually movies, not books, was Butterfly Effect. Ah, do, you yeah. have, do you have cause and effect of being back there? Or are you just pulling them forward and seeing what, ha what changes or if so, there are changes? That's a great question. Um, 
throughout the Ultimate Agent series, there is something called Galaxidium that I kind of came up with, which was essentially the the mineral that plays with space-time mm -hmm. a little bit. Okay. I haven't decided whether in the future I'm going to make it that it's always been here or came from somewhere else. Ooh, but, okay. uh, oh, there it is. Ah, yes, <laughs> She's getting ready. <laughs> She's getting ready. Um, and I always thought it was such an interesting idea because I used the Galaxidium as the reason why um, teleportation Mm -hmm. was able to work in my books for oh, the specialist, cool. one of the characters. Okay. Mm -hmm. But also Galaxidium uh, also caused certain beings, I won't say which ones because spoilers, uh, mm -hmm. made it to Earth, okay. which end up in the Ultimate Agent series. So there's a lot of connecting things, but I also thought, what if, what if this wasn't just a window to the Earth in time? Yeah. What if it also sent you into a past <laughs> or a future that was <laughs> yeah. of another dimension from our oh, own. Nice. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and there's actually, there's a little something in my book where one of the characters says, I think we just saw maybe another dimension. <laughs> so it, it opens up so many different things and it'll allow me to keep everything in the same universe, which is basically my own MCU by now. Because yep. um, Dino Rift is in the same universe as UA and there's 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 a few things in the pipeline that uh, I'm, nice. I'm, I'm working on. Very nice. So, Very nice. Yeah. Let's see what you got teed up. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see if this will play. All right, I got it done. I need to play. Who hmm. did this? Well, I mean, they are clean reads to begin with. <laughs> I need to play. That's cool. I just, I love them. They're so cute. They're quick and they're funny. You get a, a nice little laugh, and you do something typically unexpected. You know, yeah. not what what you want, uh, not what you expect to see happen. And that surprise gives you the giggle and you no. just go with it. I love that. I, I try to at least give everyone something to smile about every day because we all need that right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'd say especially now because it's been so negative lately. So any any reason to smile, any reason to laugh, any reason to look yeah. on the, the funny side of things. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes me happy that people love the, the banter between the characters. And even Cameron just has some one-liners in this that are just, they're perfect. <laughs> it's like, I have to read it to my wife before I even go down to the next chapter and she'll tell me what works and what doesn't. Oh, and nice. if I can make her laugh or giggle or chuckle with something, then I feel like I've hit it. Okay. <laughs> hopefully, right. hopefully. Tough That's crowd good. then, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, she grew up on British humor and quick humor and things like that. So oh, gotta, gotta be quick humor. with her. Love British humor. <laughs> we watch a lot of uh, uh, Doctor Who at one point, and then we started watching uh, Black Books, which is a great show. Love Black Books. Um, uh, Red Dwarf is the one my wife is uh, taking me through right now. <laughs> okay. Right. I love it. I'm going to date myself. I grew up on Benny. My dad watched Benny Hill. Ah, <laughs> there you go. But yes. Between that and Monty Python. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yes. He doesn't love Monty Python. I know. Well, I'm dating, I, I'm oh, really but he's dating got myself. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Oh, now speaking of your book though, too, because that cover, and let me see if I can pop a picture up here so we can get a, a really good look at it. That oh, wow. cover mm. is stunning. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss to Molly. Yeah, she did a great job. What did you tell her as the inspiration? Because I know I've worked with her before and she's like, give me some ideas on what you're looking for. And then she takes it and she just, she always throws back something surprising. You know, I told her, I wanted to at least have something where the dinosaurs are in modern day and the teenagers are in prehistoric time. And that was it. And she just ran with it. And I was, when, when she first sent that to me, and I've done this before, I cried. <laughs> I was so happy because it was so beautiful that I cried when I saw it because I, I was just going, that, that how, how is, it just, it, it's amazing how much a cover makes things so much more real. Mm -hmm. And you're like, yeah, this is actually happening. I actually wrote a book. How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> And you know, you she, she appreciates it too. And you know, she sends yeah. you something you're like, that's it. Don't change a thing. It's yeah. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I told like, Molly. Yeah. Sorry, Jane. The cover come first or the book came first? Uh, the book came first. Mm -hmm. And then I forget when she sent that to me, but yeah, the cover came after, but it was at a time when I was in a little bit of a, a writer's block. Yep with it and just seeing the cover just gave me that fire under my butt. Oh yep. yeah. I oh, yeah. It, it just, yeah. And yeah. the fact that I can put my book side by side with Jurassic Park now. Yes. Was very nostalgia. And <laughs> I, I don't know if you saw my live Katie, but I cried like a baby during that too. <laughs> oh, oh. I was blubber and I was just like, Oh, I knew this was going to happen, but I'm going <laughs> to let it happen. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, no, it, uh, yeah, even just the small little extra things that she did in there for me, like the, the scene changes, she did like time rift electricity coming Ooh. through the chapter header. Oh, um, nice. let's see if I can find the, uh, the scene changer here. The scene changer is essentially, I can show it here too, cause it's right on the spine, but it's one of those. Nice. between each scene change and yeah. she did that for the ultimate agent series too like she did the little ua symbol as yeah. it's it's the details that make it yep Special. and i love it yeah mm -hmm. yeah. yeah it just that adds cool. that extra oomph and it yeah. works now you were talking before we started recording about the uh the drawings that are inside too yes so my friend uh julie uh, who's doesn't live very far from me. She is an amazing artist. She's done some ultimate agent um, Just stuff that I asked her to do. She did the scene where uh, Brett and Devin are saving the bridge in Australia for me um, Which looked like right out of a comic book, which was awesome uh, But I had asked her to do different dinosaurs because there's a character in the book that Ooh. he's a scientist that was thrown through a rift uh, because he knew too much. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I won't get too much further into that, but he, he has a journal that he gave to his daughter before that all happened. So I wanted it to kind of be like the journal that they had, but also for the reader. And yeah, it, it, yeah. When she sent me every single one of these, I was just like, this is perfect. 
This is so because reading Michael Crichton books, he would do the same thing. He would throw in graphs or, you know, I was just I just finished the Andromeda evolution mm -hmm. and he actually had a picture of the International Space Station and all the modules. So mm -hmm. as you're reading what's happening, you can picture it by going back to the picture and go, OK, he's just gone from here to here. Oh, nice. I love that kind of stuff. It just it makes it a more immersive read. And I, I wanted that. For Dino Rift. Yeah, it does. It really does pull you in. Yeah. Oh, I love so, that. Yeah. It's nice when a plan comes together. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so now that you're, you're done. Oh, sorry, Jane. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, okay. Go I was going to say, now that you're done writing it, obviously at the end of a story, there's always that bittersweet moment of it's over. What do I do next? And you told us before the show started <laughs> that you've already been getting requests <laughs> from fans, from readers who are like, and when's the next book coming out? Yeah. So it's being written uh, five chapters deep. Uh, honestly, it was two weeks before release day. And <laughs> it was just like, you know what? This was supposed to be a standalone. And now the characters are talking and yelling at me again. And I feel like there is a direction I could possibly take this and just end it as a duology. But yeah, we'll see where it takes. Because honestly, like I said, with the time rifts and everything and possible other dimensions, I already have another book I'm working on too that kind of takes another aspect of that where it's elements of three time periods smashed into one. Ooh, that's neat. The only details I can give of that is a 7th century English woman with uh, an android-run dystopian future and a saber-toothed tiger. Ooh, neat. So, All yeah, right. I'm, I'm very excited because there's also going to be some inspiration from Phantom of the Opera. So it's not a musical book, but <laughs> elements of that. <laughs> is it a kid-friendly book, Rebecca asked? It definitely is. I actually had someone just say today on a Facebook post that it's great for kids, but also engaging enough for adults. Oh, those That's are good right. books. So That's I like it when everyone can read it and enjoy yeah. it. So I love that. Oh, yeah. so you've been doing Which, lots of good stuff. Honestly, I try. And and with the one TikTok oh. I recently did, I asked people about We've got it. We've got right from from the 11-year-old's mouth here. Not a lot of books stick to me, but I really loved your book. I'm excited for the next one. All right, there you go. Aww. If that doesn't just make your day right there. It's going to make me cry. I was going to say it's going to make him cry. <laughs> you know, I I said it to someone earlier today that you can when you're a kid and you read your first book or the first book that you fall in love with, the fact that you can do that <laughs> for another kid, oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a special feeling. I, I don't even know how to describe that. Oh, yeah. I think we all know. We know that first book that really, really got us loving reading and wanting to read more and wanting to explore mm -hmm. different worlds. And, and it's an escape. For a lot yeah. of kids, it's an escape from the harshness of reality, and they need that. Yeah, and you're providing that. Like that's that's got to make you feel just all the warm and fuzzies. I swear, the onions my wife was cutting up earlier have <laughs> <laughs> come over from the. No, yeah. no, that that's very sweet. Uh, thank you, Julia's daughter. I don't know your first name, but thank you. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, lemon drop. That's our call. That's our call sign. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a fun ride with this book. I have to say, the release of this one has done the best. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. From Lion <laughs> in the Wardrobe to Mars Attack. Interesting. I didn't yeah. know there was a Mars Attacks book. There is. Really? There is. Yeah. I gotta find that now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, Avalon. Uh, Avalon. What a pretty name. Love that. Oh. I may just have to put that in the book. Oh. <laughs> it's a good name. I love that name. That was cool. No, yeah, it's uh I'm tearing up too. Do you ever find yourself collecting uh, names? Like you run across somebody with a pretty name, you're like, I'm gonna remember that. <laughs> well, interesting you say that because I had a guy come into our store probably a year or so ago, and his name is Blake Aerosmith. Ah. I was like, that is like arrow is in like bow and arrow. Yeah. I was like, that is a cool name, but where am I going to use it? <laughs> it's like, he doesn't know me from Adam, right? Right. But it's like, I'm going, you know what? That just might be the villain's name of the next Dino Rift book. There's a whole series for Mars Attacks? Hold on. What? That I did not know. What? That's <laughs> cool. to find this. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. No, but yeah, it, it's been a great book. I actually said to Molly, um, for what I've made in paperback sales, uh, at some points exceeds what I've done for eBooks. Wow. And I think that's also largely because of TikTok, because everyone wants that physical book. Mm -hmm. And once they see the cover, as we see Katie oogling over it, <laughs> people are like, I need that book and that time. cover. Yes, I need that on my shelf. I need that on my shelf. Yes. Well, didn't I say it last week? I'm a sucker for hardbound books that are beautiful. Mm -hmm. and, and even if I have the book in other formats, if I find it in hardbound, it's getting bought. It's going on my shelf. Mm -hmm. And you know what's weird is every copy that I've ordered from Amazon so far has been perfect. Oh, that never happened. <laughs> it never happened. Don't <laughs> jinx it. You just jinxed it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I will keep you updated. <laughs> I will keep you updated. Oh, I already got my last shipment in, and they're all perfect. So. <laughs> Did we just say Mercury retrograde was happening? Damn it. Monday. Monday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was like, thank you, KDP. <laughs> uh, oh, it, yeah. So it's so, one of those dream books. So, how uh, I'm a TikTok virgin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so explain to me how it works. And so, TikTok is very video based. Yep. Basically, every post you make is video. Okay. Um, hashtags sometimes work. Yeah. Well, you can make a video up to three minutes now. Okay. Uh, but mm -hmm. the shorter, the better because everyone's, um, you know, attention span is pretty short these okay. days. Yeah. You got to be like three seconds or they scroll. Um, so you either got to pull something out that's just stupid funny or <laughs> really hook them with something interesting. Okay. Uh, like any other social media, hashtags either work or they don't. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and just 
pumping out content, which in the beginning I was maybe doing one video every couple days. Mm -hmm. uh, there's the odd day where if I'm at work and there's not much going on, I'm just farting around the store, just, <laughs> okay, what can I film? Um, but yeah, it's, it's keeping up the, it's almost like an, a snowball effect. The more content okay. you have, the more people are gonna see your page and come visit you, follow you, yeah. follow them back if you want to sort of idea but it's a lot of fun i mean there's a lot of cat videos on tiktok okay. like every other okay. social media okay um but book talk is huge okay Hugely book talk is huge there's book talk writer talk reader talk author talk okay uh i'm probably missing something but yeah it's it's a very big book community okay that's to the point so. where if you're looking on uh, you have kdp rocket right me? Yes. Yeah. So I if you so. look yeah. up TikTok as a keyword mm. and okay. check how popular of a keyword it is for Amazon, that's how influential it is. It, Wait, it what? translates really well over into keywords that you use when doing ads for Amazon. Really? It does. Ah. I'm writing that down. Yeah. I, I use I use KDP Rocket <laughs> and I, I'm regularly huh. checking different keywords to see if I need to change things in my ads. Interesting. Then, I started looking at book talk, TikTok, and just seeing the derivatives of that and how many mm. searches it shows on Amazon for keywords with TikTok or book talk in them. And it's like, oh okay. yeah, this is very influential. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I, I it took me a little while to get the handle on TikTok because it's either you're really good at putting yourself out there or not. Okay. Um it's just yeah, you really have to find your TikTok kind of wants you to have your own little lane and just always do kind of the same thing over and over again. But like I've got me singing on there, I've got me at my store doing stuff with my books and yeah, I think someone early on said, "Why does TikTok always want to put us in a lane?" It's like just show us <laughs> everything you got. Corner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, if I sang, everybody would run. <laughs> no, everyone can sing. Oh, no. <laughs> everyone can sing, just in different keys. Well, can sing, I have not everyone wants to hear it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, I was hoping Katie would sing the parody I was going to write. <laughs> but we don't want to lose all of our, our viewers. Right. Uh, we love our viewers. We don't I think you would viewers. get more. I think you'd get more. <laughs> Oh yeah. my! No, no, the the bucket I carry my tune in has holes in it. <laughs> I don't even have a bucket, Katie. Yeah, <laughs> just the handle. One is like something out there. <laughs> Here's the normal key. This is Jane. No. <laughs> Off the page. No, so. We can all know, sing. When it comes to road trips, though, whoever is unfortunate enough oh, to course. sit with me on a road trip, they're they're getting a front row seat. Oh yeah. <laughs> I started singing in the car the other day, and Derek goes, what? <laughs> I looked at me, he goes, what did you say? I said, I was singing. He just looked at me like I was like a stranger in the car. <laughs> I just sing along to a song, and he's like, okay, right? <laughs> really? <laughs> he was uh, not convinced. <laughs> that's my, awesome. My kids are used to it. In fact, we we share solos. I'm like, sing it, and I point to one of the kids and <laughs> try and get them to join in with me. <laughs> Uh, and music is actually a big part of Dino Rift too. Oh, cool. uh, I I listen to a lot of indie music. Uh, I go to a YouTube channel called Alex Rainbird Music, 
and they always put a new playlist every month of either up and coming indie artists or, you know, some good folk music, folk rock, uh, chill music. And I made Cameron and Vivian big fans of indie music in okay. this to the point where Vivian has made a music playlist all about Cameron. Oh. So, yeah, it's, it's, it was an interesting dynamic writing teenagers and one that likes the other, but the other has no idea. Ah, yep. So the whole friends to lovers trope. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, hopefully I'm not giving too much away. Was that spoilery? No. I, get, no. I hope not. No. no, I think they'll want more. They'll it's actually probably push you for more. <laughs> Maybe. Now, Maybe. Mike mentions that he was thinking about starting to do some TikTok stuff. But hmm. he hasn't stuck to it. And I think that's one of the points you're kind of touching on is that you not only have to stay in your lane, but you also have to be consistent for it to really mm -hmm. work for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an odd time when I'll actually have like three videos to post in a day. Uh, the fun thing that is interesting with TikTok is you can take someone's video, uh, stitch it, what they call, and then have your reaction to it or you can kind of run with it, make it funny. And that's even a lot of fun uh, to work with. Oh, we got Ooh, vacation. Now, BookTube versus <laughs> TikTok. I'm not on BookTube. Okay. But I should be, probably. I've never really <laughs> followed it. I probably should have, but I never really yeah. followed BookTube. But I know okay. that it was kind of the, the first one out there before TikTok became a thing. And there are a lot of people mm. that still participate in it. Mm -hmm. um, some people just choose YouTube over TikTok for whatever reason. Yeah. But, now, uh, my, my cooking videos are on YouTube. Okay. Oh. And that's been a lot of fun. I started doing those shortly after COVID hit because I realized people were at home on their phones looking up stuff to make and new ideas and to use the olive oils and balsamics in video form. I hadn't really seen done on YouTube yet. So I thought, hey, why not? And those are fun. I put bloopers at the end of each one. <laughs> bloopers are always the best. I, I'm bloopers. a sucker for anything funny. Yeah. Yeah. But there is actually a great booktuber, um, Scarlett Cole, who wrote Mercury, Mercury Rises. She's got a lot of, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember what genre she does now. But anyway, she um, she does a lot of writing tips and, and things like that. Uh, for new writers or, you know, writers like us, or it, it's very, she does a very good job with them. And okay. even her new season of them are very, very well done. So yeah. give her a shout out. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. <laughs> well, and, and once you do have a niche and you kind of focus in on, you know, either TikTok or YouTube or whatever, you, you kind of have to stay there and, and keep pushing everything in that direction. Because if you try and stretch yourself too thin and do mm -hmm. everything you end up with burnout. And I think a lot of people have tried that and have ended up getting to that burnout point where like, I just don't want to do it. I can't do this. Yeah. I've pretty much abandoned Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> Instagram. I still get some tags of people who actually just today I got one of someone who bought Dino Rift, but uh, yeah, Twitter just feels like I'm throwing things into a void and no one touches it. <laughs> I didn't even think I was still on Twitter until Katie said, oh, yeah, you're still posting oh, stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I tweet, other I, posts are out there. <laughs> I treat Twitter like my playground. I go there just to blow off steam, say stupid mm. stuff, share yeah. stupid things. That one is totally not business related or book related anymore. It's mm. just me kind of just enjoying the internet for a little bit. 
Facebook is where most of the business stuff is done. And then Instagram, I I never got Instagram. I never mm. did. I share stuff oh. about my kids because I know my family is on Instagram and that's how they see it. So I usually mm. post my kids' activities on there and occasionally I'll mention book stuff. I, I, I have no idea there. if I I have no idea if I have auto stuff to Instagram. <laughs> I'm not on there enough to know either, but your Twitter like, is definitely <laughs> there. You post on Twitter like three or four times a day. <laughs> yes, nice. I do. Well, I have an auto uh, auto rotation thing, and then and then I do you know every time a, a day at work I get something from uh, Smart Brief, and I'll go to the end and and do their their um, daily quote of the day and I'll just put that out there because I'm like, oh, I like that one. <laughs> but that's about it for, you know, unfortunately I go out there maybe once a month to see messages and stuff and I don't get very many. So yeah, mm. I'm mostly on Facebook. And my yeah. per my personal <laughs> profile now is a lot of pretty pictures. <laughs> yes. And, and, and my I grandchildren the pretty pictures. I, yeah. I love those because like, it's oh, like oh look at this. I need to do it. <laughs> there's, there's always so much negativity flowing, and then you see, oh, gorgeous sunset. Oh, that's yeah. Good. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I know I, Rebecca, we cannot do all the things <laughs> at all the times. No, <laughs> <laughs> we cannot. <laughs> so where do you where do you work? during the day what's your day job so my day job <laughs> is selling olive oil and balsamic at the olive oil co in brantford ontario okay um it's it's such a great way to actually you know what i have sold quite a few books even from there mm -hmm. uh, people that walk in and they either don't read but want to support me or they love to read and they're like hey this would probably be really good for me and my kids so mm -hmm. um yeah, it's fun. I, I'm a big foodie, as I said earlier, mm -hmm. and to use different flavored olive oils and balsamics is just not only am I helping people make healthier choices, but it's just mm -hmm. you grow such a foodie community, kind of like the book community. Yeah. And I love it. I love it. I, I have customers tell me how they use the products and it just either way, we're all becoming a big uh, foodie family. So, so, so what's your favorite infused olive oil? Oh, depends on what I'm making. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yesterday we finished filming a uh, cooking video where we did pork tenderloin Ooh. with an elderberry dark balsamic. Ooh. Uh, and we made a, a kale stem garlic walnut pesto with a basil olive oil. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you put the two together and they just, hey, Margaret, also Ontario. <laughs> Ontarians unite. Um, <laughs> and yeah, there's just, we have over 70 flavors okay. in the store. So it, that's why I say it depends on what I'm making. Cause they're all good for their own thing. Even ones that are underdogs. Like we have a lavender dark balsamic. Oh. Not everyone's a lavender fan, mm -hmm. but when yes. you pair that with a lemon olive oil, it's delicious. Oh yeah. yeah. Those flavors go very well yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, like we had a, a bakery downtown Paris here that uh, they made lemon shortbread cookies. Ooh. And then they took the lavender balsamic, added it to the glaze on top of the cookies. <gasps> and they were phenomenal. They were so, they did not last long. It's been a while since they've made them. But yeah, but we've we've done over 70 videos now. Okay. And I, I post them both to YouTube and Instagram because we have a big uh, following on Instagram for the store. 
And there's some things that shock people, like when I used rhubarb in a sauce for chicken. I always see rhubarb in sweet applications, but never yeah. savory, unless you look it up. And the way the sauce kind of turned out was almost almost like a curry. Ooh, but it okay. wasn't spicy. You could do that if you want to with our spicy oils. Hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like a, a blood orange flourless chocolate cake. I, I made that one time and I brought samples both to the store and our little vendor spot we had in the place and they were gone by wow. the end of the day. Not surprised <laughs> there. Gone in 60 seconds. Come yeah, on. exactly. Yeah. Chocolate yeah. and blood orange. That is one of the best pairings. Oh, oh. Yeah. now you're making me hungry. Uh, yeah. hey, I, I that's my job. <laughs> that's my job. There's actually customers that come in the store now and they go, is Derek here? Is Derek here? <laughs> They're like, no, it's his day off. They're like, okay, good, because or else I'm coming out with the whole store. <laughs> but I wish I could use my salesman, what I do there, for my books. <laughs> I, I think it's tapping into your passion because you're clearly passionate about good food. Yeah. And you're obviously passionate about good stories. So I'm passionate about them. good food. That's for sure. Combine the two. Join the forces. I just got to put more food in my books. Actually, yes. Dino Rift was funny because I, <clears throat> I made a character eat a prehistoric dragonfly. Oh. And there may or may not be bad things that happen to them <laughs> from doing mm. so. That's a good uh, one. We got a good question here. Margaret says, how do you decide mm. when it's okay to broach the line? I also write with customers. Mm. It, is, it is dicey when you're in the corporate world or in the retail world. <laughs> yeah, the books are up on the front till. So usually mm. when they're getting everything ready and about to leave, they usually see it sitting there. Mm -hmm. And then they look oh. at me, they look at me, they look at the book. They see the little sign that has a picture of me beside it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then they see me up on the TV behind the till uh, doing my cooking videos. And they're like, is that you? <laughs> that's, that's nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I just released this new book back in August. And they're like, mm -hmm. actually, the one girl that was in yesterday, she goes, how do you find the time? I said, well, you know, I, I've got my hobbies. It's good to be creative. And after I talked about the book, she she said, you know what? That's really inspiring. Because mm -hmm. I'm sure there's people out there that would love to do that. Like even write a book or whatever you want to do. If you can inspire people, that that is actually my ultimate goal. Mm -hmm. It's it's not getting the orange banner. It's not getting on a list. It would be nice, but that's not my goal. It's mm -hmm. if I can show people that it can be done, then great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I want people to know that, you know, it's in them. They can do it. Yeah. I mean, yep. as far as writing a book, yes, you have to carve time out when you have a full-time job, when you have a yep. family, when you have, you know, all these other obligations. But if you carve a little bit of time out, oh, you shouldn't compare me. You can get it done. This, this yeah. right here, Mike, yes. you nailed it yep. on the head. Yep. yep. It's for it's self-control. Yep. Exactly. For, for our audio only listeners, there is plenty of time if you make time. Got to turn off the video games, the phone, and the Netflix. And the TikTok. Great advice. Great <laughs> advice <laughs> from Mike. The, the priorities and you and you, you know, if if 
you have a family, you have to have a very supportive partner. I do, yeah. thankfully, yeah. Um, you know, because after work <laughs> was when I wrote. So, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. he, he, he did a lot as well. So the, the self-discipline is the, the hardest. Yeah. <laughs> I think uh, we all have the ability to write, but it's yeah. that self-discipline. That is yeah. the hardest part. You, you it, really have to be, you know, crack the whip, turn off the yeah. internet, turn off all of the distractions and mm -hmm. go, I'm going to write right mm -hmm. now with no, yep. nothing, nothing else happening. And, and if people like it, great. And we're in an, an easy to right. distract world. I mean, oh, yeah. it's yeah. so well, easy. Yeah. And I think we've all experienced it. I'm going to write, I'm going to sit down and write, oh, I need to research this one little thing. And you nah. go off to the internet and then Facebook and then TikTok. And then three hours later, you still haven't the finished rabbit the rabbit hole. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it, it's, yeah, it's interesting when you get to meet people who, you know, come in for olive oil though, and they go, wait, that's kind of cool. I actually yeah. had someone who lives in the Netherlands that was here in Canada for some reason. I'm like, what are you doing here? You should still be there. But, um, cause I love the Netherlands. They're beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, and they go, actually, I'm part of a book group back home. And she goes, uh, is it on Amazon? Like, where can I get it? And I said, yeah, you can get an ebook on Amazon. She goes, okay, great. And then by the end of that day, I noticed on my KDP list of places where you get your, your uh, sales. I'm like, Hey, Netherlands. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> so spread the word worldwide. Yes. <laughs> well, and, and I think Margaret hit on it earlier that, uh, your placement very mm. nice. And that, that is a sneaky little way to do it. I mean, look at, look at most retail establishments. They stick stuff up by the register for all yep. those last minute. Oh, I need, or, Oh, that looks interesting while they're waiting in line to, to pay for yeah. their stuff. So sneaky, yeah. sneaky. I like it. Yeah. yeah. I, kind of, I just got to get all my other books in there. Yeah. I sneak things in at work every now and then with, with nice. people I meet, you know, Oh yeah. I, I have to go, you know, after work, I got to go write. And they're like, what? <laughs> like, mm. oh, I'm an author. And it's, as my husband goes, <laughs> I am, you know, promoting my stuff. <laughs> <laughs> shameless promo. Hey, Shame, hey, yep, just, shameless promo. Yeah, <laughs> he walks it. by and yells that in the background. <laughs> <laughs> Mike brings up another good point too. He says, I've learned that the more time I spend away from a project, the harder it is to get back into it. And yes, Very true. yes especially yes. stopping in the middle of the project. Now, if you're stopping at the end to give it breathing room before you edit, that's one thing. But when you cut the momentum, when you're, you know, at the rising action of your story, it's really hard to get that excitement and energy back up again to continue it on. Mm -hmm. so, I yeah, find too. <laughs> Yeah, I find too the fact that Dino Rift is doing so well. I think that's also part of my problem, is because I'm feeling okay. Well, everyone's loving this. I've never had this kind of reception before. How do I top that? Mm. Just be you. You just yeah I, you, yeah. You just create the story in your head yeah. and have fun with it because that's what you did with Dino Rift. So you gotta just love it the way it comes out. <laughs> yeah, and, and I do. And I think there's something that I know I have to do and go back into a chapter and actually just kind of expand on it a little bit. Yep. But yeah, it, it's it, it's almost like the imposter syndrome is really coming on hard with this mm -hmm. one. <laughs> but yeah, the imposter syndrome rises with your popularity. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. The, the real fun thing about this one, though, is I introduce a dodo bird. 
because there's not enough dodo birds in fiction. You're <laughs> <laughs> throwing out so many teasers, we're all going to have to read it because we got to know what you're talking about. There you go. I actually, I told one person and he goes, can you make them smart? <laughs> and I go, well, I mean, with research, actually, dodo birds were thought to be pretty intelligent. <laughs> That's funny. And the reason I did not know this, but apparently the reason why they were also called the dodo was because their call sounded very similar to a pigeon, but it would have been more like. Ah. <laughs> Interesting. So, and <laughs> if you haven't read my books before, I like to put sound effects in my books. So there may or may not be some in my book. <laughs> and, some, how and how does one spell that? <laughs> uh, just doo-doo. <laughs> which, which makes for the comedy and the humor. So <laughs> at least I hope. <laughs> but yeah, it's true though. Like you say, Jane, you just, you got to have fun with it. And I know I got to get back to that and just, just turn on the tap, let it flow. Oh yeah, and oh. and if you get, I mean, lately, as I said before the show, I've started to write two books at a time, um, and I'm switching between them. You know, mm -hmm. like when I get stuck here and I'm like, oh, I got to research something, I'll come back to it, and then I jump to, and, and I'm writing, you know, dystopian fantasy, and then paranormal romance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm jumping between them. It's it's not the same genre, so at right. least I know the voice is a little different, but it's actually been helping me and, and I'm like over 50% done with both of the books that I'm nice. writing right now. And I was like, wow, this, this actually kind of works. Nice. <laughs> and they're both in first person. So that's a good thing. The, oh, last okay. time, the last time I did it, I had first person and third person and that was messing me up. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would. Completely. I've always liked writing third person omnipresent mm -hmm. where you can actually even be in the character's heads. Yep. And I know that's not for everybody. I know there's some who are very just stuck on first person. And if they read anything else, it just throws them off because it to them, it's almost like head hopping. Mm -hmm. But I had someone actually say to me that, and I talked about this in Josh Pentelaresco's interview that I did with him not too long ago was, it, I know it can be different for people, but the one person said to me that when she was reading it, it was like reading a screenplay. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I thought, I thought screenplays would be really hard to write because I've never done one. Mm -hmm. And she said, no, you're, you're pretty close to something that could be pitched to a movie as okay. a movie. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you never know. Well, That's, yeah. That, I mean, initially I used to only write in third person. And then mm -hmm. I had a challenge in one of the writers groups so in, to write something out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I wrote first person present tense. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> ah. it, was ah. out of, it was out of my comfort zone. And then with my son, when I, my son and I were writing, it was in first person. Mm -hmm. And, but that was first person past tense. And I actually got to like first person more than third person. So <laughs> an urban fantasy, a lot of it is in first person, thankfully, <laughs> but, but it's, you know, I found that I've, I like it now. Interesting. I find the hard thing for me with first person is I want to know what everyone's thinking. Yes. It's very um, hard not to do that. 
Yeah, yeah. See, I like so the challenge your character of the a mind reader. Yeah. And I like I think, the opposite challenge. I like yeah. the confusion of some character thinking something when it's not actually hmm. them perceiving it correctly. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. And I think that's why I always like shows and movies that have a broadcast. I like having yeah. a, a fairly broadcast in my books. I mean, Ultimate Agent, by the end of the book, you've got a lot of characters. <laughs> but uh, Dino Rift isn't too huge of a cast, but big enough that, I mean, you've got the two teenagers. You've got the one character who, you know, is trying to find her dad and uh, the bad guys, the antagonist, the, the other antagonist and... I enjoy having that, like even just the journey for each character and knowing what they're going to say or what they're thinking. I just, I, I always love playing with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I did an alternating first person, mm. you know, alternating chapters with, you know, different characters in first person. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm always on the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've actually gotten lighter over the years. Actually, yeah. I have. You are not nearly as dark as you used to be. I and that and that is is a conscious effort. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Oh, I was no. just hoping that you had less less reason to kill people because we talked about it. That <laughs> it's catharsis for you if you have a bad day at work. You're gonna go kill somebody and <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's gonna happen when I retire? I won't have anybody to kill. <laughs> have you gone through <laughs> all the like, lists? No, that's when she's gonna no. write those wonderful, heartwarming stories that, that mm. become nice and and chicken Not gonna happen. <laughs> she won't have <laughs> anyone to kill anymore. No, does that does that just mean you've run out of the list of all the school bullies? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I had that girl that asked that said uh, I was inspirational. She said, "So, like, what made you want to write?" And I said, "Well, you know, when I was a kid." I was bullied a lot in school mm -hmm. and I think it kind of caught her off guard that I said that like not a lot of people are open about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I said, and then he met his demise in my second book. <laughs> <laughs> and she kind of had a little giggle after that. Yeah. But it's like, Hey, you know what? I'd probably treat him like a human being if I ever saw him again. But for the time. <laughs> yeah, I, I wrote before that started happening to me. So mm. <laughs> my dad gave me my first book that I wrote when I was in like when I was like seven or eight. It was a, uh. like an animated dog yeah. book <laughs> and they all died oh. <laughs> at the end. <laughs> it was just like. <laughs> that did not go where I thought it was going to go. When he showed it to me, he was laughing. He's like, he's like, you have not changed a bit. <laughs> he reads everything that I ever, ever wrote. So oh. I love the man. <laughs> but, but yes, so. Yeah. Dino yeah. Rift is actually the first book my mom's ever read of mine from cover to cover. Oh, okay. Which yeah. she's usually like a John Grisham type reader. Mm -hmm. So for her to read sci-fi was huge. Wow. Yeah, that's good. That's and she said it actually made her cry too. So that, that really, that was valid. That day was validating. Yes. yes. <laughs> it was just something about parents and the stuff you make. You want them yep. to be proud of it. As proud of it as yeah. you are. Yep. And when she said that, I just in there somewhere. I made my mom cry with this. Book. Yeah. yeah. 
my my daughter cried. Well, she she begged me to write the high school, my about my high school, mm. um, time. It was called Silence. Oh, and oh yeah, <laughs> um, mm. and it was about being bullied and all mm. that. And I wrote it, and she read it, and she sobbed. Mm. She cried, and she's like, "Thank you for writing this, Mom," because <laughs> no. she knew it was about me. You know, it was a, I fictionalized some of it, but it really was my high school years. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> interesting. There must be that that connection because they know it's it's yours, and you yeah. do put a lot of yourself in your books, right? Oh yeah. Uh, so whether I whether I realize it or not, my husband has told me, "Yeah, oh yeah, you're in there." Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if my dad will ever read my books. He's kind of the, he's your typical guy that just like goes to the last chapter or the last okay. page. <laughs> and it's like, no, dad, read it from the beginning, please. <laughs> yeah, you're, you have to read it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. my, my dad, thankfully my dad is a voracious reader and taught me how oh, to good. Or, or pass that on to me. My mm -hmm. mom, she reads, but she's not, you know, nearly as, you know, faster, you know, mm -hmm. devouring of books as I am. Or my dad, so. But she's read most of my stuff, too, so. Rebecca wants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rebecca. <laughs> um, are you ready for that, Rebecca? <laughs> let's, let's see what kind of death I have not done in my book. Yeah. <laughs> for our audio listeners only, Rebecca has issued the challenge. She says, I'm going to get on your bad side just so I can have a glorious extreme death. So She's again, probably going to regret challenge. that. <laughs> challenge has been issued. <laughs> Oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> that's priceless. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> uh, yeah, she's 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 going to be excited to get uh, my next beta read. <laughs> mm. I think both of them that I'm working on now, she's going to be like, "Oh, can I see it? Can I see it?" Hmm. So speaking of working on two at once, because we're almost yeah. to the end of the hour here, okay. but when you're changing gears like that, it, it's, you're saying it's helpful. Yes. But have you run into any issues with that or are the two genres close enough that you can slip into the next gear without problem? Um, hmm. I mean, paranormal romance to, to urban fantasy. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they're close enough. It, it, it's a change. And the change is what's making the gears move again. Okay. So if I'm stuck over here, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> I don't know where to go next. I need to let it percolate. I'll jump over here where I sort of know where I want to go next with this one. And it, it's just, it just keeps my head moving and okay. keeps me writing. Hmm. Um, you know, and I have target word word things that I need to do because I'm using story origin and I have all of that and I'm exceeding it every every time. Nice. It's just like, woo, <laughs> that's good. You know, yeah. and then and then and then all of a sudden it'll be like, ooh, ooh, I got the idea. I know where I need to go for this book. And I'll jump back. So <laughs> I'm kind of doing the same thing with that book that I said has the elements of three different time periods. I'm yeah. writing that the same time I'm writing the Dino Riff sequel. Mm -hmm. um, but that's sci-fi to sci-fi. The only difference is one is more grounded today. The other is more so in that Android takeover dystopian, mm -hmm. which I've never done a dystopian before. Mm -hmm. So maybe I'll sneak back into uh, Band of Dystopian on, on Facebook. 
Yeah, that's so, a good group. I like yeah. those people. Yeah. Huh. Well, and that's helpful too when you belong to a writer's group or you know any group that helps kind of what's the word I'm looking for here support that can help support you and can help work mm -hmm. through issues. I know like Jane, I, I contact you all the time when I need a sounding board because I just mm -hmm. can't think past what I'm seeing. And that yeah. it's so helpful, especially when you get stuck. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I mean, you and Rebecca helped me with most of my blurbs because I'll, I'll, I'll write something. I'll stare at it for like an hour. And then I'm like, I got, I got to have somebody else else's eyes and I'll put it out there and you'll look at it. And you know, Rebecca's really good at, poking holes and things and I love oh yeah I absolutely oh, yeah, love her for that um you know but having those fresh eyes as you say you know or, or a sounding board to bounce ideas off helps as well you know that that helps you get over that hump of oh my god I don't know where I'm going hmm. or is this too extreme well for me it always is <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know you do sometimes need to be tempered mm-hmm or directed. Can I see it? Can I see it? <laughs> and she's always eager too. Rebecca is like one of the best and fastest too. Oh my God, that woman uh, reads yeah. so fast. Yeah. I wish I could read that speed. Like you and send her something and an hour later, she's got full notes back on oh, it. I know. And how? <laughs> how did you do that? Exactly. And, and at times I tell her, I said, don't worry about the grammar. This is the shitty copy. This is the first draft. <laughs> I just need to know if the story works or if I've gone off the rails. <laughs> yeah, I, I do that too with beta readers. I'm like, don't yeah. worry about the yeah. grammar because if yes. I have to fix stuff, that sentence won't exist anymore anyways. Right. Just go over the plot. That's what yep. I got to yeah. fix this, this yeah. round. I do have a couple beta readers that I actually send them it chapter by chapter. Oh, so it's kind of like, it's kind of like a, they get to watch the TV mm -hmm. show episode of the week. Nice. I like that analogy. Yes. So they get to read it and go, okay, well, this was awesome. That needs some work. This could probably be a little better, but yeah, they don't focus on the grammar and stuff. It's more just plot and story. Yep. So I, I, I love having them as part of my team. All my beta readers are awesome because they don't hold back. Yeah. You need that. You, you need so. beta readers who are not just super fans who are just going to yeah. love everything you write, but that are actually exactly. going to call into question things that need to be addressed, whether your characters yeah. aren't acting correctly, whether the situation is believable or not, whether you did oh, your yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have a reader also yeah. that has a young son and so she'll read it and let him read it. And I actually like getting that perspective too, because if anything's confusing, then I'll go, okay, well, I guess that needs to be fixed. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Huh. My little bookish family. Aww. <laughs> uh, I reached out to a new beta reader for my um, Death Chronicles 2 um, books because I needed somebody who didn't know the characters. Mm. Because I needed to make sure that they stood on their own. Because mm. I know the characters so well because I interweave mm -hmm. pretty much all my books. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, Katie and Rebecca have, have been introduced to these other characters. And I'm like, I need somebody with fresh eyes that tells mm -hmm. me, okay, this, this confused me. You know, I don't know who these people are. You need to let me know more about them. And she was fantastic. Mm. <laughs> so, <Nice. you> know. <laughs> no, that's good too, because especially like you said, when you write a, a series <clears throat> of stories where characters are regular feature players, yes, you know them very well. Your right, your regular readers know them very well. But if you bring a new reader in, they've got to be able to get up to speed quickly, 
and hopefully that will entice them to go back and read the other books. Right, exactly. So you got to like, hit that perfect more. balance mm. between too much information and not enough information so that you get them to that intrigued point. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I even brought in a, be a beta reader that mm. uh, she had never read my stuff before, but I let her read Dino Rift because I was at a point in my writing career, if I can't really call it much of a career yet, but anyway, um, I just, I didn't feel like it was going to be good. You know, you kind of, you finish a series like the ultimate agent and you go on to something different and you're going, is this stupid? Is it not? But she mm -hmm. loved every part of it. That's awesome. Which, yeah, which I don't know if that was just for, I don't know. I don't know. I was in a weird, weird space, no, headspace no, at that point. That's a very normal fear and, and sense to have when you're switching gears into something totally different even if it's loosely yeah. attached it's like oh is this gonna live up to you know what everyone's expectations is is this gonna be a good story am mm. i gonna disappoint my readers are they gonna think he's yeah. completely gone off the deep end you know yeah such yeah. A, a real fear very yeah. different from superheroes superheroes yeah. to dinosaurs and time travel yeah. which you know either people love time travel or they hate it right because right. to them time travel has to go a certain way or else it doesn't work mm -hmm. Yes, and but. time travel can be screwed up very easily too. Yeah, and people yeah. love to poke holes in time yeah. travel theories. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But. And Jonesy likes to poke holes in everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gotta love you, Jonesy. Rebecca, you 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 always bring the fun to our our chat room here. <laughs> Oh, it's uh, fun, it's fantastic. There you <laughs> go. Yes. yes. <laughs> well, I mm. cannot believe an hour has gone by. That was Already? the fastest yeah. hour what? I think I've experienced. What? Yeah. It's, Time it's is moving fast. at warp speed these days. Oh, it, it, yes, it is. If only we could <laughs> time travel back to the beginning. <laughs> someday. <laughs> someday. <laughs> at least I know it's Saturday. So that's a that's good true. thing. I know the day. <laughs> That's true. When you said that earlier that it was Saturday, I was like, wait a second, is she right? Is she yeah. <laughs> what day is it? Right. What time is it? <laughs> yep. Is it still 2021? I don't know. <laughs> yes. yes, it is. Yeah. <laughs> For now. Mm. But don't uh, blink. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know where 2020 went. My goodness. Went. Yes. It's a blur. It's a blur. Somehow it went by. The yeah. days literally blurred into one another because there was no real yep. change to differentiate the days. Yep. Mm -hmm. So I, it, it's like just one big blob of time. Yeah. Mm. That does. That is a good, accurate description of it. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Somehow, I, I I don't even know how I managed to finish writing Dino Rift through that time because my creativity at some points were just. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It's gone. <laughs> but yeah, it uh, somehow happened. Somehow, I feel like I time traveled just to the release. <laughs> Maybe you did. Maybe I did. Maybe, you know that that movie? Which movie was Adam Sandler with the clicker? Oh yeah, click. Oh, yeah, yeah. Click. <laughs> just hit the button. You fast forward yeah. and you landed here. Yeah. But then I wouldn't have enjoyed the journey. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back and hanging out with us. We always Thanks love for bringing me. you on. You are always welcome back. You know that. And it's and nice I, to finally meet Jane. Yes. For me. 
I can't believe you haven't been on a show with Jane. Not yet. I I, I probably had I had engagements or or That's things okay. that were on the calendar or whatever. I That's have okay. no idea. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Yes, absolute. Well, and congratulations on your new book. I can't wait to hear more about it as it continues to sell like hotcakes. And you have to write the next one. We'll see when that comes out. I'll, I'll, yes. I'll hopefully have it maybe early next year. Okay. We'll okay. see. We'll see you then. Well, we will check back in with you then. And Sounds for good. all of our, our viewers out there, thank you again for hanging out with us. We love you as well. And we will be back next week with another author interview and some more fun commentary from uh, Rebecca in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Until then, have a great week, Bye, guys. guys. Bye.